This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. It is a Thanksgiving edition of CFL Weekly. You're listening across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. And as you know, folks, we're delivered by Domino's. And you can have a great deal right now. Go to Domino's.ca. Check out their large pizza, four topping, just $11.99. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Perfect football food. Perfect anytime food, really. You can get their side dishes, the pasta, the dessert, the marble cookie brownie, folks. I've been talking about it all season. The Marble Cookie Brownie is spectacular. Give it a try. Great show for you today. Don Landry, CFL.ca staff writer, will stop by. We'll get his five takeaways from the week that was and look ahead to week 16 in the Canadian Football League. Then Max Rosenberg, he's going to be dropping by from CFL.ca, co-host of CFL This Week. They're fantasy experts. So with Max, he just doesn't play. He actually helps calculate and put together the price points, the salary cap for the CFL.ctsn game. So we're going to the guy, the source himself. Scott Cullen, our usual guest, is on the bye week. He's having a week off, doing some family stuff. So we'll catch up with Scotty for next week. But Max Rosenberg's stopping by. And behind the helmet is back. And, oh man, listen, Sergio Castilla, it's our first Hamilton Tiger Cat of the season. He's their kicker. Now, I usually think, yeah, handy kicker. Trust me, listen to the Sergio Castillo Behind the helmet. He is a gem. A gem. So we got that all going on. Uh, Tons to get to, though, folks. Let's get to the Blitz. All right, let's start with our Thanksgiving CFL Weekly show poll. You can get me on Twitter again and vote at AndyMC81. So the question is, which quarterback is going to ball out most this weekend? Which QB is going to ball out have the best weekend? Is it Matt Nichols, Ricky Ray, Mike Riley, or the returning Trevor Harris, Nichols, Ray, Riley, or Harris. And you can vote at AndyMC81. We'll have a poll update a little bit later on in the show. Now, there were a couple of comebacks, folks. There were some comebacks in the CFL in Week 15, and there was two of them, one more explosive than the other. Saskatchewan come from behind 18-17 over the Ottawa Red Blacks. Of course, Ryan Lindley in at quarterback. Trevor Harris still nursing that shoulder, expected to return. And the other one, this was a absolute barn burner. 43-35 in overtime. Argonauts take out the Ticats in Hamilton. That one was absolutely wild. So the question is, which comeback was better? Well, we go to huddle up with the pros, our CFL on TSN panel. Rod Smith, Milt Stiegel, and Matt Dunnigan. Let's bring it in again for week 15 and huddle up with the pros brought to you by GMC. Here are your pros. Milt Stiegel and Matt Dunnigan. We saw a couple of big comebacks in week 15. Which one surprised you more? Saskatchewan 17 down Milt in the second half or Toronto down 14 in Hamilton in the fourth quarter? Well, the one Saskatchewan, it was impressive, but we were talking about who? Ryan Lindley, a third team quarterback. So I'm going to have to go with the one in Hamilton, Toronto. Toronto has never won a game at Tim Hortons Field. Down 14, third and 17, having to score to take it in overtime. That was more impressive. Milt, I could not agree with you more. I thought Saskatchewan was going to go in there hot and beat the Red Blacks handily. They had to claw their way to a victory, but it was the way that Toronto came back. It was they got up off the mat and they found a way to do it and it was posing in the yes, end zone yes. here, there, and everywhere, and Ricky Ray found a way to make it happen. It was 
crazy. Hey, Maddie, I know you like the straight arm. I know Milt loved to use it during his playing days. <laughs> you know, we saw a recent example. Uh, Brandon Zelstra did it to Taylor Loeffler. Yeah. That's uh, this week. Yeah. We've seen it more recently as well. Solomon Alamimian. Imagine that Alex Green of the Ticats gave it to him last week. Also recently, James Wilder with a great one down the sideline for the Argos. Uh, which of these straight arms impress you the most? Oh, when Glenn Suter was calling it, I was right there with him. I was like being Alex Green and it was watching Ooh. him dominate Solomon Elamimian, one of the best, if not the best tackler in the Canadian Football League. It was absolutely phenomenal stiff arm. I got to go right there. I'm going to go with JWJ. Look no, at that. It was beautiful. And he scored a touchdown. He was the only one who scored a touchdown. Twice, Milt. That's a pretty he good He balanced call. himself on the sideline. That was the most impressive one. All right. And our top performers of the week, courtesy of CFL.ca, Terry Williams from the uh, Calgary Stampeders, Devier Posey, huge week, huge week. Posey for the Argonauts and Chris Randall for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Now, one of the other storylines, big storylines, is Trent Richardson will play for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this week. Remember, we talked about it last week on the show, and he was signed, he was practicing, so he's had a whole, what, two weeks, week and a half, whatever, of practicing in the Rough Riders system. He says he's ready. It's in Toronto against the Argonauts. Trent Richardson, his last chance to succeed in pro football. He's going to be geared up. What is it going to look like? What is it going to be? Well, to set it up and and try to set some expectations, I guess, we have CTV's Lee Jones, and he breaks down Richardson playing. Well, Trent Richardson, who signed with the team last week, has only a few practices under his belt, but Chris Jones has done this before in the past. Guys who haven't had a lot of experience throwing them right away into the lineup, whether it's a defensive player like defensive tackle Nick James, who only had a few practices before playing, as well as guys like Otha Foster, Jeff Knox Jr., coming back from the NFL, played the very next week, as did Mark Olivier Brouillet, who retired at the beginning of the season but was brought in due to an injury to Mike Edom. Not to mention the fact that the Riders' rushing pack has really disappeared since Cameron Marshall got injured, a knee injury, uh, in the Labor Day weekend game versus the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Defenders have not been scared of Keenan LaFrance, who has taken over the starting duties and have been able to focus more on a passing attack that's really stopped the Riders' offense the last couple of weeks. So to get that offense going again, and as well as the fact that there's been a history with Chris Jones playing guys with little experience in the CFL, not a surprise we're seeing Trent Richardson. The question is, What's he going to be like? Expectations have to be lowered. He's not going to be a guy that is probably going to rush for 100 yards right away. Remember, he hasn't played a game since 2015, a preseason affair with the Oakland Raiders. He says that he's in shape, that he knows the system, that he can block well. We'll be able to see that, but guaranteed, don't expect a all-pro Trent Richardson to be hitting the field for the first week when they face off against the Toronto Argonauts. All right, so that was CTV's Lee Jones on Richardson. Boy, you know... I agree with him. He's going to be eased in. Maybe some goal line work, right, in close. Try to get some confidence up with him and see where it goes. But I don't expect Richardson really to to light it up, but that Chris Jones will try to get some confidence in him. Because if you can get T. Rich going, if he can be like the guy he was in his rookie season with the Browns, there's going to be an opportunity there to be an impact player at this late stretch and into the playoff push for the Rough Riders. Now, Richardson has been injury-prone, has a lot of miles on him already. If you're in Alabama back, if you're in college at Alabama playing for Nick Saban, he runs you into the ground if you're in his backfield. So a lot of miles already on Trent Richardson. We'll have to see how that all plays out. Okay, we're going to take the break, go into some CFL fantasy. Maybe 
Trent Richardson should be in your CFL TSN fantasy lineup. Well, we're going to go to Max Rosenberg from CFL.ca. Not just their fantasy expert. He builds He builds the salary. He does the analysis to actually put the salary cap figures in place for each player. So we'll chat with Max Rosenberg next from CFL.ca and still behind the helmet and my game picks coming up. You're listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry out deals at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our $7.99 mix and match offer that has something for everyone including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at Domino's.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. This is CFL Weekly, and you're listening across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Remember, folks, we are delivered by Domino's Pizza. Go to Domino's.ca right now. Check out all the great carryout online deals, the large pizza, four topping, just eleven ninety nine desserts, side dishes, everything at dominoes.ca. Still to come to the show, we'll get to some TSN and CFL fantasy tips with Max Rosenberg and my behind the helmet with Hamilton Tie Cat kicker Sergio Castillo. But first, from CFL.ca, the one and only Don Landry. Don, a real pleasure, man. How are you? Andy, I'm fine, but I want a pizza now. For yeah, some I... reason, I feel like I would like a pizza. <laughs> it's because I'm, I'm pushing it down your throat. It's, uh, it's a great deal. You just go to dominoes.ca, Don. I'll hook you up. I'll do it afterwards. <laughs> Excellent. So, Don, let's go through. You, you write uh, uh, several great articles a week for CFL.ca. The five takeaways are one of my favorites because it gives a, a nice sum up of the week that was before we, we look ahead. So, week 15... We start with Darvin Adams, and I love that you put this in because I feel like Adams, anytime he has a good week, people are like, eh, but is it is it sustainable? Is he really? Enough is enough. He's an elite receiver, right? Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, as I pointed out in the column, I, I was asked the question at the beginning of the season, and I wasn't so sure I could give the answer that, yes, he's an elite receiver, just that he had the potential to be that, but we... We needed to see more from him on a consistent basis, and uh, fans will remember that he missed about 10 games last year with mm-hmm. a broken collarbone, and so we just didn't see it. But we're seeing that the, the big start he had in 2016 was not a fluke, that perhaps he was ready to bust out then. And then he took the, uh, uh, the opportunity of the offseason to build up his upper body strength, and he was trying to be careful not to lose any of his explosive ability when he did that, but he thought he could be better at uh, beating out defensive backs on those uh, those one-on-one balls, those jump balls and things like that. It's paid off. Everything he's done has worked out perfectly. He's made some outstanding catches of different kinds of varieties all season long. He runs smoothly. He gets open. Yeah, uh, if you mention more than two or three or four names before you get to his as a top receiver in the Canadian Football League, then uh, I'm not sure what you're looking at right there. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And we'll stick with receiver. Now, the Argonauts receiving core has been very interesting this year when Ricky Ray is in the lineup because you have SJ Green, who has been explosive. Armante Edwards has flashed. Devier Posey, injured, now back, and he had a monster game. And, and by the way, that thrilling uh, a barn burner, Wild West Argonauts, tie cats, overtime finish. But Devier Posey, over 100 yards, couple touchdowns. What concerns me with that Argonaut crew, though, Don, is when you're looking at 
at who, and, and if we look at it from a fantasy perspective, who really to think is going to pop out and have a big week? It's tough to predict because uh, uh, any one of these guys can go off. Yeah, it is, and it depends on who gets covered. And uh, the thing with uh, with Posey's emergence for the Argos being uh, very important, I think, or, or to have somebody, it happens to be him, at least right now, is that other teams could clamp down on S.J. Green, who is uh, quite obviously the stud in their receiving core and is the guy that Ricky Ray would like to throw the ball to every single play if he could. So when they clamp down on him, it is incumbent that somebody else gets open and makes catches Otherwise, you know, the entire passing game can grind to a halt. And, and Posey was that on Saturday night in Hamilton. Uh, not only did he make the spectacular diving catch for the touchdown that uh, would tie it with the two-point convert and a nice comeback towards Ray catching the end zone in overtime, but he made the easy catch, which was in some ways the most important, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was third and 17. He's open. The ball's right there. You have to have that catch, and he makes it. And those are the kinds of catches that sometimes we'll see receivers drop because they look too easy, and uh, he didn't. So Armonte Edwards is another interesting one. He pokes his head out every once in a while. Yeah. He seems to be their over-the-middle guy, right, who, who just kind of runs those dig routes and gets open and makes difficult catches and, and survives punishing hits. So he's another one to look out for in that Argo receiving core, a guy who can bring relief if S.J. Green is, is just double-covered. Now, Don, we saw James Wilder come back down to earth a bit, and still not a bad game, but for what what he's done the, the first couple of weeks as a, a a third timeout, a bit of a letdown from that perspective. But he had 49 yards on the ground, was handed the ball 13 times, and had three catches as well. We don't expect, it's impossible to expect James Wilder to be going for over 200 all-purpose yards every week, but right. where where do you think he kind of falls? Like after after those big weeks in last week, where where is he in this Argos offense? Well, he's not going to run for 190. That's right. But he's probably he's not going to run for 32 often either. If they really want to continue to hand him the ball, um, he should be a guy who can average you 80 yards per game. I think, and and with guts to 120, 140, and maybe every once in a while. I mean, he's shown it so far that he'll rip off a giant 80 yarder or something mm-hmm. like that because he's got. To me, I don't know, Andy. He's got kind of deceptive speed when he's loping along there. You kind of think yeah. he's not running that fast, but apparently he is. The <laughs> guys can't catch him from behind. Some of these fast defensive backs. So um, I think Argo fans have to be pretty thrilled with his emergence. And uh, Mark Trespin making the decision to go. All right, we're gonna we're gonna load it on him and see what we can get out of him over the next few weeks because he's done a, a really nice job running the ball. Obviously, the offensive line has done a nice job opening holes. He's done a decent job of catching and running as well. I don't think he has the explosiveness that an Andrew Harris has, sure, or an on, or an Andre Dury used to have too when he would catch and, and then take off for yak. And as long as he's picking up blitzes, we all know how important that is in the Argo offense, too. Your running back absolutely has to be able to protect the quarterback. Otherwise, uh, it may not matter how many yards he runs for, because if uh, if Ricky Ray is getting teed off on um, because of the, the running back uh, failing in those pickups, that's just not going to cut it. No, and we all remember, Don, the Corey Boyd situation, different regime, of course, but right. leading rusher in the CFL couldn't or wouldn't pass protect, gone, done. Correct, and that's when they brought in Chad Cacker, yep. who, by the way, had, had that explosive ability of run after the catch that I talk about with Andrew Harris. He was very good at that. He could run the ball decently, but he was a quick study when it came to picking up uh, extra blitzers and things. Cacker was really excellent at yep. that, and that was the big difference. You're right. 
to be able to do that. One more point on James Wilder. I like what you said about the the sneaky speed because I, I, I go back to the game, not last one, the week before, where he was lined up in the pistol. He was behind Ricky Ray, and he did, I think, just about everything you could do on a running play. He hit the hole. He bounced off a guy. He spun. He gave one stiff arm accelerated down the sideline. Then somehow, Don, I, I still don't know how he did it. He gave a stiff arm and kept getting faster into the end zone. Like, it was, I think that was, what, the 89-yard run? Like, it was remarkable. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he's, he's so strong. That's yeah. the other yeah. thing. And, and when, when there is contact, it has to be exactly right if you're the defender in order to stop him because he has this ability to just, step out of it. If mm-hmm. you get him low and you don't wrap up that leg, that ankle really tightly, he's going to shake you off. <laughs> he he did I think the same play, Andy, it reminded me of a different play where he actually hopped along on one leg. Was that the same play? Where oh, he dragged a guy I for think like two so. yards. And then steps out of it because He's just got that great strength. I mean, those who've been watching the Argos long enough will remember a guy by the name of Robert Drummond who had that same kind of ability, a lanky running back who could hit holes, had good speed, but he was strong like a bull. <laughs> and uh, that's what Wilder's got, too, is this brute strength that helps him out when, when things are pretty tight and you've got that big scrum going in the middle. One last Argos uh, point here. You mentioned in the five takeaways, Dylan Wynn. And the depth of that Argos defensive line, Don, has been so impressive. Because you have a guy, some NFL experience, he uh, was in Brown's camp a few years ago, has bounced around and has made the most of his opportunities. And that what a, a depth acquisition. And somebody who can is making the most, just like James Wilder did, the most of the next man up philosophy well, and, and take and done it. Yeah, they you know he he was forced into the lineup, if you will. I mean, he's he's a depth guy. They brought yeah, him yeah. in, and then let's see what we have from this guy, and we at least need some insurance. And I don't think they expected or would have preferred to put him in so early in the season. But game four, he has to go in, and he plays pretty well, and he just continues to do that. And week in and week out, Dylan Wynn is solid, solid, solid. And then every once in a while, he'll be spectacular. He's got six sacks from the six sacks from the interior position. He's got, I think, twenty-six tackles, which is right in keeping with what an interior lineman should have at this point in the season. And more people ought to be talking about him. I think he's gotten to the point where now that Ken Bishop's healthy again, he's backing up Dylan Wynn. And this is a guy who, in his rookie season, has done everything and more than was expected of him. And it's tough right now because James Wilder has been so spectacular over the the last few games. But if you think about it, uh, you know, a guy who's played like Dylan Wynn many more games and been terrific pretty much every game, I think I might give him the nod for Argos Rookie of the Year this Hmm. year so far. Interesting, interesting. You can follow him on Twitter at CFL Landry in conversation with Don Landry, columnist for CFL.ca. Let's swing out west here for a moment. And Jerome Messam, we know what a beast he can be. But the backup, and it's not Roy Finch in the return game, it's Terry Williams who impressed you. Yeah, he, he was... Uh, I, who? I didn't really pay much attention <laughs> to. Because, you know, the Stampeders have Messam, and then, you know, uh, they can run Rob Cote out there, the uh, the veteran Canadian, uh, in a pinch when they need to. And they had Roy Finch as well, although, you know, difference uh, in the ratio there being, uh, you know, an international. But so I, I didn't really give it much thought. And then with Messam out, uh, here comes Williams, and uh, obviously a quick study. 
Uh, you know, as far as first team reps mm-hmm. go, because he looks sensational. Now he's playing for a great team with a great offensive line, and, and everything is just going so well in Calgary too. So he got the benefit of that as well. But uh, judging by uh, what Messam had said about him after the game, um, they think a lot about him. Messam thinks uh, highly of him. That he's not just a, a guy with great ability, but a guy who is intense and a guy who studies up. And in fact. Apparently, Messam went to his house the day before the game just to make sure he had all of his assignments down and he was going to be sound. And, oh, that extra tutoring uh, didn't hurt. No. For sure. And, huh. and it may have helped because Williams just exploded onto the scene. Last one for you here, Don. Uh, what should we expect out of Trent Richardson week one? Been in the system, practiced through, uh, has been out of football for pro football for a while. Last shot. Last shot to make it. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, his goal is to get back to the NFL. It's, that's not a secret. But what should we expect? Week one with the Rough Riders. <laughs> You're asking me. I, you know, Chris Jones will tell you you should expect a lot, but sure. uh, you know, I mean, Richardson was so great in his rookie year yeah. uh, in the NFL, and then I don't know what happened after that. I keep seeing stories circulating, and people put up these pictures of look how he misses this hole, you know, like where he doesn't read blocks very Division. well. Yeah, yeah. You know, if that's true. Uh, I don't expect much <laughs> against the Argos. I mean, I just don't know if that's true. Maybe, I don't know. Do you know a little bit more about, you know, well, is that a fair rap? I, I think I think after that rookie year, yes. But, Don, when it came out and there was the documentary about all his off-field distractions with his family and friends literally stealing his millions of dollars, right. and he admitted to, like, hey, you know what? My head wasn't in football because I was getting fleeced. So I wonder if... If now that the distractions are gone, he's focusing just on football, he's out a little bit. There's going to be attention from down south, but he's going to be out of the main NFL limelight. I think the first couple games will give us a good feel if he can get back to that rookie ways or if that vision, for whatever reason, just left him. Well, yeah, and so that's what I want to see. Does it, you know, is he really poor at reading blocks and finding holes, or is that just you know people putting up a couple of pictures of yeah, you yeah. know freeze frames that you can make something out of? I just don't know. So I'll be interested to see how he does with that. I can tell you this thing, uh, you know, for sure is that if he takes the Canadian Football League lightly, then he's going to struggle. Oh yeah, because other others have done that. Right? Sure. It's, if he thinks he's going to come up here, this could be a soft touch. I'll run for 180 yards every game, and then I'll be back in the NFL lickety split. He's got nope. another thing coming. So he, he better be intense. He better take it seriously. And, and I'll suggest this to you. If he isn't taking it seriously in the first few uh, reps that he gets in this game against the Argos, that will put his head on straight. And mm-hmm. then maybe we'll see something different from him as the second, third, and fourth quarters play on. It'll be interesting to see. Don, thank you so much for taking the time. Really enjoyed this. Thanks, Andy. Me too. That was CFL.ca columnist Don Landry. You can follow him on Twitter at CFL Landry. We'll take the break and talk some CFL TSN fantasy football strategy. Max Rosenberg, co-host of CFL this week on CFL.ca, and he helps build the fantasy rosters and the salaries. So we'll dive in and pick the brain of Max Rosenberg. All coming up next on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. Welcome back to CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Remember, folks, we are delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. Today, check out all the great deals. Medium Feast Pizza, the 
four-topping large pizza for just $11.99. Side dishes, marble cookie brownies, so much great stuff at dominoes.ca. Check it out. Now let's get to some more great stuff. Fantasy football. Now, Scott Cullen, our usual guest, he's on the bye this week, so I'm going to my guy Max Rosenberg from CFL.ca. He's co-host of CFL This Week, manager of social media content for the Canadian Football League. He does just about everything. Max, how's it going, buddy? Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm glad that... uh... I can be the backup QB in this situation. Oh, hey, you know what? You're going to be my Travis Lule, okay? Exactly. There you go. Except pre, pre-knee explosion. Yeah, let's not... Pre. pre. Let's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't, don't, just don't walk around while we're on the phone and you won't uh, tear anything, right? It's fine. I'm about to come in and throw 400 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns. It's going to be great. I love it. I love it. So, Max, uh, and we've, we've talked on, uh, on different TSN stations about the, the different strategies that you can do in the TSNCFL.ca game compared to, let's say, the DraftKings game where you have an extra flex spot in the DraftKings game, but you have to play your defense. But on the TSNCFL game, you don't don't have to play the defense. Now, we again, we chatted about that strategy earlier in the year. As the season has progressed, where are you out on the no defense go, I, going I, with that? I've gone away from the no defense. Oh. I've, I've had a resurgence. So we we're, we compete on our, on our CFL This Week live show, which is on Twitter every Wednesday at 3. And we uh, have been competing. I was super far behind to start the year. And then I started using a defense. And since then, I've had higher point total. So I've been, oh. I've been using the defense. I also think... It's a little bit easier to, uh, at this point, to sort of know who you want to play your, like what defense to pick against which team. So I think right. picking a defense that's going to get you some points has, has become a little bit easier. Uh, it's also been known as pick against uh, Ryan Lindley or pick against <laughs> the Montreal Alouettes for the last couple of weeks. So uh, that's what we've been going with. It's been working well. Um, but obviously this week with, with Trevor Harris looking like he's coming back, that strategy changes a bit. Right. It's all about matchup. Earlier in the year, it was pick against the Hamilton Ticats, right? Right. It, and and it, it kind of evolved. I like we, where you went there, though. While teams are trying to figure out their offenses and, and really get through the first chunk of the year, it's difficult to predict those defenses. But now that we've seen the defenses have come together, the offenses, barring injury, are what they're going to be now it's a bit easier to be able to say okay i feel confident i can get some decent point out of defense x yeah so like this week i'm, I'm definitely going to use the eskimos uh i think they're going to snap their skid uh montreal's not playing the greatest on offense so i think you know there's some points to be had from the eskimos for sure yeah and when you look at the value there if we're going to the tsn cfl game uh, three thousand five hundred eighty-nine dollars like the month the alouettes like max they just can't score they can't right. score. That's that's the the problem. We can we can dance around everything else. They cannot score points. Right. And I do think that I think they'll they'll be a little bit better. They they do play sometimes better at home. I think the Eskimos have been susceptible to running back. So Sutton is maybe a sneaky play, but I still do like the Eskimos to have you know a couple turnovers or you know just keep the point total low and and have some sacks and that kind of thing. Okay, so we've slotted in the Edmonton Eskimos into our defense for TSN CFL Fantasy. So, folks, you get your notepads, get your uh, memo notes, whatever. We're going to go through this thing. So, quarterback, of course, at the top, Mike Riley, 13,193. Now, then we go down Nichols, Trevor Harris, who uh, at, looks like he's going to be coming back, Ricky Ray, Kevin Glenn, and then Jennings. Then you really dip down to the Darian Durant, Jeremiah Masoli. It's always that battle, Max, of value where you can get points and maybe spend elsewhere compared to reliability. And if you look at Mike Riley overall this season, he's been a, a pretty sure bet outside of the odd blip. Yeah. And, and I actually haven't used Riley maybe only once. I've been, I've been kind of hunting around. I've used Ricky a bunch. I used him last week. Cause I think 
the, the benefit missile he runs, he has a pretty mm-hmm. uh, high floor. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to get you those 30-point games like some of those other guys, but the cost versus, you know, he's probably going to get you somewhere in the region of 14 to 19 um, and just be a solid guy. Uh, but this week, uh, I've, well, I've which we'll get to running backs later. I think there's some bargains there, so I have the money. So I'm going to use Riley against Montreal. Mm. I think there's an opportunity there for a lot of points, especially since they haven't won a game. So normally I haven't taken guys against, you know, Bo, didn't take Bo against Montreal because I figured they wouldn't run up the score. They ended up doing that, but it was on the ground. Right. I think with them not winning many games, if their, oppor- if their offense has an opportunity to get rolling and they're just putting up touchdowns after touchdowns, I don't think they'll hold back. Uh, I think they'll sort of keep going to kind of get positive momentum. So I think there's a lot of points potentially to be had from Riley. He hasn't had one of those monster, monster games. If I look through his game log, so that's who I'm using. What about you? But Max is going, Mike. I'm going to go Matt Nichols. Just a couple hundred bucks difference, but we've seen, although Hamilton is playing, has been playing better, they've still been susceptible to giving up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. So, play great at home, so yeah, like I, I like I like Matt Nichols, Winnipeg. Really, yeah, they broke the the, the jinx that they had the the last couple years at home. They're they're playing much better, and they're rolling. Like Matt Nichols is on pace for the for the five thousand club, right? Right. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll go I'll go Nichols. And if we look at his um his uh, past uh, few game logs, we have seventeen and a half points, twenty point eight, twenty three point three. That's uh mainly through the air, then you go back and the odd the odd rush. He's not going to be sprinting for, for too much. But he's been, and, and Max, you know what? At the start of the year, it was like, okay, what's Matt Nichols going to be? Is he going to kind of be that game manager? This dude has stepped up, so full no, the credit. Game manager total is, the game manager title is gone. Gone. We can take that out. Yeah, absolutely. It's gone. Okay, so we got quarterback. So you're going Riley. I'm going Nichols. Now running back, the James Wilder phenomenon came a little bit back down to earth last week. But the dude is still a stud. He's going up against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and that's a nasty defense. So running back, we got two slots on TSN.ca in the CFL game. Where are you going? Uh, so I haven't. I've missed the, the Wilder train entirely. I didn't use him for either of his good games. I didn't use him for his bad games. So I'm staying, continuing to stay away. Um, I have in the past been using a lot of Andrew Harris because he's just awesome, and he gets mm-hmm. like his his floor is so low that you, he's almost worth using. But this week I'm trying. I'm going, uh, I'm going sort of on the bargain side. I'm going to use Alex Green. I used him two weeks hmm. ago when he started because I had I knew Gable was hurt, had Choi Marin, saw he was out, so I just made the quick switch, put in Alex Green. He was great for me. Uh, Hamilton Ticats running backs have clearly been a feature point in the June Jones offense. I think uh, Gable's had a bunch of really nice games, so I'm going to use Alex Green at 3,500. And then uh, because I think he scores a touchdown, I'm going to use Trent Richardson, who we've just Ooh, added to the game. Oh, boy, I was going to say, what about T-Rich? Now, you, Max, you know I'm a Browns fan, so I know all about Trent Richardson. I, I'm very interested to see where he goes, and I'm looking. He is right at the bottom, 2,500 bucks. Yeah, that's sort of when those, that's sort of what, you know, new guys to leave. Yeah. They, they, that's where they come in at, so that's where we, we left him when we were kind of, uh, we didn't move his total up. I have a feeling, you know, I don't know how many carries he gets, but to me, there's a there's a feeling that if they get down in the red zone, mm-hmm. Chris Jones will make a point to kind of kind of say, "Look what this guy can do," and, and get him in the end zone. Right. Um, so I, I like, and at 2,500, if he if you know if he gets seven or eight points, that's a, that's a that's a pretty good number for that. For oh that. sure, sure, and, and yeah, maybe to get that confidence up if they're down there to punch it in and and all that. So that could be that's going to be one of the storylines of the weekend to see what does Trent Richardson do and really. His last shot at pro football, like if this doesn't work out, he's it's over. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I want to see. I wish the game was in Regina because I would want to see how many oh, Richardson jerseys there yeah. would be in the crowd. Because you know, there's going to be some. Like when we were there for CFL week, I saw Vince Young jerseys and he hadn't taken a snap. Oh my gosh! I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they've crested a few out of the Ryder store. Yeah, it's like whoops. Better. Uh, yeah, better hold off on that one. So we'll see. So okay, I'm going to go with you on Alex Green. I like that take a lot. Thirty-five hundred bucks. I'm also going William Powell. I got him last week yeah. too. BC Lions. The boy. Like that's that's a team. Like when we we're talking earlier in the uh, earlier in the years of yeah. kind of one a b and c they were they were probably the c they, they lost to hamilton they're coming off of the bye week who knows what jonathan jennings is going to do and with trevor harris back in the lineup and them trying to ease him back in i think they they might if possible lean on that run yeah i would say for them you know i think he'll get a little bit less work than he did with with lindley but they're not going to fix what's not broken and they, they've been giving him the ball and he's been carrying you know that game against obviously the loss against the, the riders but you know early he was uh getting five six seven yards every time he touched the ball so i don't think they'll sure. go away from that no so i'll go powell and green you're going green and T-Rich. richardson and t rich all right beautiful okay let's go wide receiver here now so we got two wide receiver spots and uh where where are we going uh, so I have, I've ended up, I'm using a receiver at flex. So I can give you all three. This is sort oh. of where I, 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 using, having a discounted running back, I have a lot of money to go with there. So nice. I'm using, uh, Brian Burnham, Greg Ellingson and Duran Carter. I think mm. Ellingson's number is his overall. I think he's the one I would sort of highlight is his number. His, he used to be up in the sevens, close to the eights when he was, you know, with Trevor Harris. But since he's had a few down weeks, with the back of QBs, his price has come down. I think Harris coming back, we know that Ellingson is his guy. Right, uh, so right. I think we could go back to seeing those, you know, 100-yard games that was making him sort of the uh, the league's leading receiver pretty pretty uh, substantially. I like that a lot, Max, because, yeah, you're right. all depends on quarterback, right? If you, yeah. you you lose weapons and you have to find new ones depending on the what comfort level backups have. And quite often what we see is when a backup comes in, whether to injury or change or whatever, is they have better chemistry with the third, fourth, fifth options because that's who they practice with. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that I, I, you always sort of see that backup comes in and then, you know, the third or fourth receiver, like I think Bridge came in and Devon Bailey has two touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. Right, sort right. Of thing. So it's kind of that's exact, exactly. So I think with Harris coming back, We'll see a couple of those deep balls to Ellingson, and all he needs is all he needs is one to have a pretty good fantasy day. That's it. So you went Ellingson, uh, Carter, Carter. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. I have a sometimes I just have a gut, and I feel like I can see him parting in the BMO end zone. Ooh. Uh, and so I feel like he might he might have a good game. And then uh, Burnham's been good at home. Uh, he's clearly Jennings' sort of security blanket guy. Um, and uh, so I just like him to kind of have you have a solid sort of solid fantasy day. Nothing, nothing amazing. But uh, again, I think he's one of those guys that has a pretty low, sorry, a pretty high floor. Yeah. So um, like his potential. Okay. So receiver, I'm going Ellingson. My flex is Trent Richardson. So here's my dilemma, Max. I have $3,789 left to spend on a receiver in that window. My mm-hmm. options are, I'm just looking here make sure I have the math right. Uh, Dakeel Williams of Edmonton. I have Ryan Lankford. I have Caleb Hawley. And then I go right down to Joshua Stangby. And then it goes Taquan Underwood, who I love high top. I love me some high top, but I, I don't right. know if I, I trust him. Out of that group, who anybody kind of stand out as a, a filler for me? Well, so I actually have a question for you. So my team is actually, the way, as constructed, is over by $190. Okay. But I have the referral dollars oh. from 
pre like I've had my you know you, oh. you get people to sign up. You have those referral dollars, so it lets me get that roster in for the extra hundred ninety nice. bucks. Use that. So my question would be. Do you have any of that? If so, you could get Jalen Saunders. He's only 38. Oh, I don't. You know what? That Max, that honestly slipped my mind, and that is such a terrific point for our listeners. Yeah. Get people to refer, because then you can have that benefit. That totally slipped my mind. Vet move, brother. So now you're, yeah, exactly. Now you're going to be going through your phone. You're like, which buddy do I have? Yeah. Signed up. So you can just sign up. Sign up. Set a roster for one week so I can get the 500. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, so let, let's say my friends suck and they won't do it. Uh, and, and then I'm under, I'm just under Jalen Sanders. Oh, it's like by, by a oh, hundred bucks. Uh, so, um, I mean, I think for me, like I would look at maybe be if you're throwing a dart, Stang yeah. B feels good. And the other one is there, who used, you, oh, you're using T Rich Flex. I say you could use a, a return guy, but, uh, let me see. Yeah. Cause we got to kill uh, in that, in that immediate wheelhouse. We got Williams for Edmonton, Lankford and Holly. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not loving Holly. Lankford has flashed. But yeah. he, not lately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other guy was looking, I'm looking even deeper, like Rob Bag is, you're kind of just hoping for a touchdown. Right. Uh, same with like the TJ Grams. He played for the Owls. He had a couple of catches, but uh, yeah, I think your best bet is going to be Duke Williams because he can just have one big play. Right. And kind of do and kind of yeah. just go with that with Edmonton. I would, my, my, but my vote would be to, to find a buddy. Right. <laughs> That's the game plan. Yeah, exactly. The game plan. Okay, so my my homework is to go get somebody so I can get an extra hundred spending dollars on my salary cap. If not, I'll go with Duke Williams. Yeah, awesome. I think that sounds good. All right, Max. We'll tell everybody where they can hear you, see you, and the show, and all that. Yeah. So uh, every Wednesdays, three p.m. Eastern, uh, live on our on the at CFL Twitter account. We're live for our CFL this week. Me, Brody Lawson, David Sanchez. This week we have Mr. Shinetti coming on to ah. talk about his failed. Attempt at catch number two. Um, so that should be fun. We have some surprises there. Um, and then uh, just, you know, follow us on CFL Social. And then for my on the fantasy side, uh, one of the guys in our office, Jeff Creever, he's sometimes this Jeff Creever, sometimes he's CFL.ca staff. He's writing a piece about whether or not to use returners in fantasy. Ooh. Uh, and, you know, sort of that boomer bust potential on that side. Nice. So that'll go up later today. You can check it out. Very cool. All right, Maxwell, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. That was Max Rosenberg. We'll take the break and come back with a special behind the helmet. Our first Hamilton Tiger Cat of the season. And folks, I chatted with Sergio Castillo. You do not want to miss this. This guy is an absolute gem. We'll talk about that and get my game picks for week 16 heading into Thanksgiving. A lot more coming up. CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. Football season is here and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout deals at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our $7.99 mix and match offer that is something for everyone including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at dominoes.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Back to wrap up another edition of CFL Weekly. You're listening across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. We're delivered by Domino's, of course, folks, right? You can go to domino's.ca. Check out all their online carryout orders, delivery, of course, their large four-topping pizza, medium feast pizzas. You have carryout specials with larges and side dishes, desserts. Everything you need meal-wise 
at dominoes.ca. Check them out. Now, we'll have an update on our Twitter poll here, at AndyMC81. And the question was, heading into this Thanksgiving weekend, was which quarterback is going to ball out most this weekend? Which QB is going to ball out most this weekend? Is it going to be Matt Nichols, Ricky Ray, Mike Riley, or Trevor Harris? Trevor Harris, of course, returning from that shoulder injury. We'll see how effective he is or is not. So Nichols, Ray, Riley, or Harris. Ricky Ray leading the field so far. Mike Riley in second, Nichols in third, and Trevor Harris pulling up the rear there. Boy, you know what? <laughs> Mike Riley, you got to like because Montreal defense is faltering. and uh, But with Winnipeg, Hamilton has been much better. Giving up a lot of points, though. So I think my vote would go to Nichols there. My vote would go to Matt Nichols as far as being the one who's going to ball out most over this long over this long Thanksgiving Day weekend. So I mentioned before, behind the helmet, our first Hamilton Tiger Cat, by the way. First Tiger Cat in behind the helmet this season, Sergio Castillo. He's their kicker and punter, and you think, uh, kicker, punter. Sometimes, in my experience around football, the kickers can be the most interesting people, and I don't want to overhype it, but I think this is the case with Sergio Castillo. Have a listen. On the line now, very pleased to be joined by kicker for your Hamilton Tiger Cats, Sergio Castillo. Sergio, how are you? I am doing pretty good. How about you all? I'm doing well, man. And you see, you know what? I thought I do a, a segment on the show CFL Weekly called Behind the Helmet, where we get to know the player, the person, so that the fans can can learn about their, their personalities and what they're like off the field. So this is going to be not hard-hitting football questions, but maybe some hard-hitting life questions for you, Sergio. Are you ready? I am ready to go. All right, we're going to give you a hard one off the top. In your downtime, you're not, you're not studying, you're not watching tape or anything. What do you do to relax? I like to go to the gym for hours. I'm talking wow. about two to three hours, and I am just... I've grown a fanatic of the weights lately, and uh, I don't know if you all know the punter, the ex-punter for the New York Giants, Steve Weatherford. He was really big into lifting, and he was a supermodel. And who knows, maybe <laughs> one of these days I would like to be like him, come out on a fitness magazine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can give you like a wrestling persona, Sensational Sergio. How about that? Hey, there we go. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> what what type of, of weights? Are we working on the gun show, squats, everything? Uh, everything. I mean, uh, when it comes to legs, you know, I, I'm just in maintain mode. I don't do much for legs. But uh, I'm typically, you know, every day will be a different body part. Like today was shoulders and uh, thighs. And uh, it was a pretty good juicy shoulder workout. So, you know, at the same time, it, it's, it's a stress reliever for me, you know, yeah. and it makes, uh, it makes time go by once practice is over because we're done by one thirty, two o'clock. So normally what I do is I eat my lunch, wait an hour or two after that, and, uh, you know, get some gains going. That's what it's all about. Get some gains. I like it. Yeah. So are, are, do you want, like, if someone returns a returns a, 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 a punt or a kick, whatever, to run back, are you secretly, do you want to you show off a little bit and show the, uh, the power and, and make a big tackle? Well, I mean, I just, honestly, I don't know how to tackle. <laughs> I just hope I can do the best and get in the way and slow the guy down. And if right. and if maybe I get lucky, you know, wrapping him up, then uh, I'm happy with that, you know. That's right. Put the squ- the 24 inch pythons, yeah. Put it yeah. around his head. Beautiful. So, Sergio, you mentioned food. 
uh, now during the football season, of course, you're eating well. What's like a, a a a pleasure food for you? What's something you're if you're able to to not do the weights or, or just relax for a little bit? A uh, a a a guilty pleasure food that you go to? Um, definitely for sure, barbecue Ooh. and tacos any kind of tacos if or as long as you have beans and tortillas i am a happy man <laughs> Excellent. one happy man is that uh, now for for pre-game meals do you go that route as well or is it something to get your energy up do you do something else meal wise uh no pre-game meals um i'll keep it the same try to keep it light uh chicken or ground beef ground turkey yeah. But for sure, after the game, that that's my cheat day mm. when it comes to food. And I always have my large pizza with hot Cheetos, which um, Jay Langa, he, my roommate, um, he told me that when we first moved in that he put his chips in the, in the freezer. And I'm like, you're weird, bro. <laughs> and then I started doing it, and I haven't gone back since. Really? So I put my hot Cheetos in the fridge, okay. in the freezer. So after every game, I have my large pepperoni pizza. I have my hot Cheetos. And I have my ten bits. And and I, I gotta try that. So in the freezer with the hot, and then you put them on top of the pizza. Yeah, it, it's a it's wow. a mind blowing. It changed my life. Really? I, I, since like any kind of chips, I don't care if it's Doritos, Funyuns, Hot Cheetos, they're going in the freezer from now on until they put me, you know, under the dirt. So, which if you have too many of those, might be sooner rather than later. But no. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, sir, I'm gonna try that, Sergio. Sergio, one more for you. In the locker, guys coming in, who is the best-dressed teammate of yours? Who's styling and profiling all the time that you see? Style? Oh, that would be uh, definitely uh, Barnett. Oh. Barney, he has some style. Like, I've had to, you know, just ask him a couple questions. You know, what do you do? He, no matter what, whenever we go travel on game day or we're playing here at home, that guy can bring it on. He should be, like, honestly, he could be a model. Wow. I'm not kidding you. You know, he spices up the hair. <laughs> and he's matching from his shoes, his socks, to his glasses. It's it's incredible. If you have a, sh- a chance next time on game day, l- look at that guy and his wardrobe. He he can he fits it well. He's all put together. Yes. Wow, Sergio, we are out of time, but man, this was a pleasure. Let's do it again soon. All right, sounds good. Take care. All right, that was Sergio Castillo, kicker for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. All right, let's get to my picks of the week on this Thanksgiving weekend. So we'll have Hamilton into Winnipeg. Tiger Cats lost that one in overtime. That was a lot of fun, that, that Argos game. Winnipeg at home. They've shook off the jinx. They're playing much better. Blue Bombers take it. Matt Nichols has a big day. Argonauts, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. What's the big storyline in that? Well, outside of divisional standings, Trent Richardson, what the heck is he going to do? This is going to be tight. I'm going to go with the Rough Riders. Not necessarily because of Trent Richardson, but the defense with Chris Jones. I'll say Rough Riders with the road win. Ottawa and BC. BC has been on a skid. They're off the bye week. Has that fixed anything? Trevor Harris is back for the Red Blacks. Even if he's limited, you can still lean on William Powell and the running backs. I've had a lot of success lately. So, uh, road game, it's a long trip. Let's go Ottawa. Let's go Ottawa here. They'll win it by six over the BC Lions. And then Edmonton, Montreal. Uh, Montreal can't win. Montreal is where Hamilton was the first chunk of this season. They can't win. They can't put up any points. And the once shrewd defense, having trouble stopping anybody. Mike Riley breaks the losing streak for the Edmonton Eskimos. They are now 7-6 and six after starting 7-0. and oh. They break it. They win it, and they keep pace in that crowded West division. So those are my predictions there. You can tweet me your predictions at AndyMC88.
81. Vote in the poll there. And have a, a very good, restful, enjoyable Thanksgiving, folks. There's games all weekend long on TSN. Friday's the Hamilton-Winnipeg game. Saturday at 4 is Toronto-Saskatchewan. Uh, night game, Ottawa-BC on the Saturday. And then on Monday, the Thanksgiving special. You're stuffing yourself with turkey, Domino's pizza, whatever. Montreal hosting the Edmonton Eskimos. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Have a great time with family, friends, whatever you're up to, and enjoy the games. You've been listening to CFL Weekly. I'm Andy McNamara across the TSN radio network.